Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Pastor Maxwell over here for another episode of Bring the Smoke. I got my main dude over here, Dr. Ernest Pugh, man. Hey. This dude been helping me for years, man. I know who you are, but let them know who you are, my dude. I'm just, you know, down south, they call me Jumbo. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a singer, I'm a songwriter, you know, and uh, I just enjoy affecting the floor of worship and having a good time. Man, this joke is the worst for Dub winner. He here for our Mark God for Madness. Y'all gonna see him on one of our pod, not you're gonna see him of course on this podcast, but you also gonna see him on one of our broadcasts because we gotta bring the worship in, you understand? And so when he bring he has a gift of ushering in worship, man. I'm just a pre pleased and happy that he here to bring bring the smoke. But man, yeah, man, so what's up, man? How, man. how, how that book going, man? That worship book. I got another is, one now. You got another one? I got a one uh, I'm doing prayers that avail much. Uh, from a worship perspective, but because that book was so overwhelmingly good, Man, one day good. I was uh, just in the scripture house at my house that we call the house of prayer. And I said, well, whatever else his house should be, not just uh, great music and great lighting and great singing, it better be a yeah. house of prayer because in yeah. that scripture you saw where when he came in there, they, they, they weren't a house of prayer, they were a thief. What yeah. did he do? Turn those yeah. tables over. Yeah. So I'm getting singers to go back to preachers too. Go back to communicate, back to the basics with prayer. So this is the answer to the abiding in the place of worship. Man, let me tell you something. It's funny you say turn over the tables, right? So, yeah. you know, we have this, you you hear from Mark's gospel, man, and some people are like, what what gospel is that? It's, <laughs> it's a name to catch people, you know, yeah. bringing up madness to Mark's madness for basketball. Yeah. You know, people don't understand evangelism, marketing, or whatnot. So, you know, this is free worship, mm -hmm. right? We ain't selling nothing. Right. And people talking about, oh, Jesus is going to turn over the tables. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> gonna turn so, hey, gonna turn how you going to turn over the table when you ain't even selling, man, right? No. Ain't no tables in here. We ain't doing nothing. So my thing is, man, what? how do, do people make you try to feel bad for being blessed? Because anytime I teach, it ain't like I teach on that all the time. Right. Maybe once every two, three, two years or so, I might teach on prosperity. Right. Which prosperity in the Greek means lacking nothing. Come on. So God came to give you life. Trapped them genes. And to give it to you more abundantly. Right. right. So at the end of the day. What's wrong with it? Right. That? So when I start speaking on that, man, trolls come out of nowhere. Man. People be offended. Yeah. Right. So do anybody, have you, has anyone ever tried to guilt you for the blessings God gave you? Yeah, and, and this is what my grandmama always told me. I, it's okay to have the things. That's Yes, yep, sir. Yep. Just as long as the things don't have you. Hey, you gotta um, you know what? Tito's and Sprite. So, the whole thing is having the things, and and if when you're an extension of that to other people, this is that's this is kingdom. Right. They don't understand when I'm getting blessed. It's like if water is going down a a water hose, it's impossible for water to go down the water hose and it not wet the water hose. So <laughs> if I'm being blessed. And God is in the neighborhood. That means your miracle could be next week. Right. So it, it has taken me maybe two decades to get there. So I say, don't hate on the fact that my manifestation is here. Yours is coming. My thing is, they don't even know if I'm blessed or not. They just mad that I'm teaching on it. So what is that? Yeah, they mad because you're teaching on it. Spirit of poverty. Jesus like, well. Yeah. <laughs> Bless the food too. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. But I think the prosperity. Thing has been so unbalanced for so long. Right. People don't understand that when a person like you, who come and do it and it's authentic, their mindset is still on. Oh, you're trying to get a Cadillac, but your doctor, your dentist, can drive a Cadillac, yeah. but your pastor's supposed to drive a Yugo. Right. 
And they don't understand. I made much money doing real estate. Yeah. I probably made more money doing real estate than I made. That part. I want you to people. say that aloud for the people yeah. in the I back. made more money doing real estate <laughs> <laughs> and invested. You understand? Know I mean, I'm, yes. I'm, I buy most of the houses I buy on cash, with cash. And I'm, I had money before I got here. God had already blessed me before I became a pastor. Mm-hmm. When I got here, man, my church forgot to pay me like for two and a half months. I didn't even know it. Only reason I knew it, and they probably forgot to pay me some more time in yeah, between. I Who knows? You me. Yeah, but but I have I I was going to get that the the truck I have, mm-hmm. and um, so I didn't want to say the name, but I don't want nobody to get mad about it. So I was going to buy the truck I had, mm-hmm. and they needed check stuff. They didn't care about my cash from my real estate. They wanted consistent check stuff. So I said, "Hey man, I, ain't, I need my check stuff." The bookkeeper was like, "Oh man, we, we ain't paid you in like two and a half months. I didn't even know." It. One even one even selling any more houses because God made me stop selling houses for about eight years when I got here. So we just money was still there, mm-hmm. right, from what I had already accumulated at home. And so they think that somebody got rich through preaching. Some people make because God wow. does bless. And so most of, if you look, if you see a preacher or a pastor that's blessed, this is my dude right here. If you see a preacher or a pastor that's blessed, they would have been blessing anything else anyway. Mm-hmm. You understand? Know I mean, you selling an invisible God. Wow. That can't nobody see. Limitless. Which is God is real, but you you getting people excited about a God they can't even see. Mm. So of course I can sell you a house or a car. You understand? So at the end of the day, when God gives you the blessing and puts the blessing on your life, you can't feel bad about it. And all thing I can do is teach it. But what I had to learn was this. Stop clapping back all the time. Oh, let me say something. Let me say something. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a waste of time and energy. Yeah, they are persuaded that they're going to misunderstand you anyway. They don't realize that you got degrees outside of the real stuff for Christendom. You have a degree. You did education in Atlanta. And I mean, turned numbers. I mean, did major, major moves in education. Right. This is stuff that preceded. Right. Coming to even take a job at a church. So. When you give them the history, they'd be like, oh, I didn't realize and, that. And the crazy thing was, dude, I ain't even want to come. Right. I'm yeah, you do, I'm about to take a $30 pay cut. <laughs> you remember? was kicking I'm about to take a $30 pay cut to go, mm-hmm. well, Newport dude, what's that? Yeah. Because somebody had sent my resume in. I ain't even apply, man. It was crazy. Man, I told you, like, T.D. Jakes mm-hmm. had said something. I don't even want to get into it because I said it on the other show. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, man, the, I was already blessed before I got here. I didn't want to yeah. come. So mm-hmm. when God was sending me, I was taking a $30 pay cut to come here. That People part, don't understand that. That part. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Added unto God you. can trust me and give me money. God can right. trust you and give you money because he knows you're going to do with it. I'm going to do with it what it is he wants us to do with it. Because you're not, it's not your money. You're a steward of the money. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? That's God so tells good. you what to do with it. You know what I'm saying? You don't own anything. And then a lot of the things that you do, that Lord, man, I, you do what you, you don't own that hat, man. Let the Lord use you. Know oh, yeah, this, you, this is your birthday now. <laughs> now, if, now, my head is a little big, so I don't know. You know, you, you're younger, so your head ain't as big. But what you deserve is because you're such a giver. Oh, a lot my of people don't see a lot of things you do in the background. You are a giver. Yeah. yeah. You are a huge giver. Uh, I remember doing concerts and things, and I said, I need sponsorship. You go online, but why are we talking and get the ticket? I'm like, wow. So I think when God can trust you with those things, he yes. ain't going to withhold no good thing from you. Exactly. So they may as well keep looking because God's going to keep blessing. All the time. Man, and how, how, how do you tell that person out there, man, how, I know I'm going to say the answer, but still, how do you ignore people, man? Because it's hard to ignore people. when It's hard. How do you do it? Because I'm going to be honest. I'm a little petty, so I love a clapback. 
But I'm learning to be a little bit more, because I'm, I'm, I like the comedy of it, and I like for you to say, do you feel better? You just went through all of that. Now, now can I give you some wisdom on why? And once you put the context of why is you doing yeah. what you're doing, they always wind up coming back apologizing, right. but they don't, they don't post their apology once you give them the context of what's happening. So I believe some people troll and they're, they're, they're bullies. They're behind this computer screen. But you know if we were in each other's face, you would not say some of the things you say. Look, I got to tell you this story, man. And that, that's why I know I got to be delivered more, man. It's, I done ran into a couple of my trolls in the streets. In the streets? Oh, you know, this ain't Atlanta, man. put new small, man. And I ran into a couple of them, man. You know, I, 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 love I, it. I, 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 I lost it for a second. I ain't going to take you the whole story. But I just heard this guy saying, Pastor, Pastor, are you okay? It brought me back. I had blacked out, man. What? So I, I was going, I was I was coming for dude, man. So I'm going to just keep it real, man. I, I apologize. I ended up calling dude and apologizing. He said, no, you know, I, he, I know I was wrong. I said, but still. I didn't represent. <laughs> I didn't represent the kingdom. Right. And it's like I felt bad because I knew I didn't represent God well. <laughs> but I think, it, to be honest with you, it probably ended up we we cool now. Okay. I don't. You know, I ain't saying that I should have done it that way, but it ended up. You know, people got to understand we, we human like everybody yeah, else. Yeah, he ain't gonna take for so much. And my Jesus, you know, he 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 beat up some people. Like he said, well, he, they ran out of the temple Listen, naked when uh when Jesus turned, came for him. He them. got violent. Yeah. But this is what my, my uh, prayer warrior always tells me because I, I'm, you know, I'm a military man and I'm so used to being very confrontational. And if you got something to say, I'm just going to roll up on you and be like, no, do we have a problem? I'm not trying to, you know, yeah. take you down, but do we have a problem? You know what, my, my, um, one of my biggest um, prayer warriors, but he's also a mentor in my life, Apostle Nate Holcomb. He said, Pew, all the time it's not a personality, it's a principality. Yes. And when this is a spiritual battle, these are the kind of battles you fight on your knees. You can't use, you know, I boxed yeah. for the military for right. them 10 years. He said, they have what's called assault with right. bodily, you can go to jail now for trying to take matters into your hands. So you got the process that is say, this may not be just a personality, this may be a spiritual thing. Some battles that they, inward battles that they're dealing with themselves, but they're projecting it on you. You and can't do. sit there and be and, and be a a, a, right. a a product of that type of environment. I was like, okay, that helped me. Oh, it helped you, man, because the battle is not you know battle flesh and blood. Yeah, it's a battle from high places. You, you know? can't you you still right. like, to, at the end of the day they're gonna get up and do the same thing it, tomorrow because exactly. they're coming from a place of exactly. negativity. Exactly, exactly. They're coming from that demonic spirit. Once mm -hmm. I realized that at church, we're dealing with certain people that were there, mm -hmm. and I realized it was demonic attack. I'd stop even getting mad. Yeah. It got to the point now, like in church conference, I I, I, I didn't stop arguing. I just got quiet, and then church folks started taking over for me. I used, I used to go in there like trying to fight everybody, but it wasn't right. It wasn't the personality. I, I realized watched you fight some battle. It's a principality, man. And I just, watched you preaching the jokers respond to altar calls on Sunday. That yeah. was crazy to me. Yeah, you went through. I watched you go through some serious warfare, and God handled it. Man, you know what was so wild? God had me. We had to preach four sermons and teach four lessons when we interviewed. And God had me preaching fiery sermons in my interview. I'm like, man, this I, I just knew I was getting this church ready for somebody else. Like, I knew, I knew, I knew I'm like, man, I ain't gonna be the pastor. I'm preaching this. I remember I sit there, man. I sit there at the parsonage. I was that's why I stayed when I was interviewing. I just sat there and be like, man, I don't know, man. This must not I be sitting there like I don't even want to go preach because without preaching, I'm like, man, the people are gonna be mad. How in the world you guys got me preaching this? And then I ended up being the pastor. Mm -hmm. Definitely, was, definitely was not no interviewing sermon. Mm -hmm. Straight, straight the truth of whatever was going God on. God had his hand on you though. 
I still can't believe you came from Atlanta down here. I said, what in the world is going man, on? Let me tell you something, man. I'm telling you, I had to go back to it, man. That dad going, Jake, man, Jake told me. I told you when I saw Jake, Jake said, six months from now, you're going to be passing. He ain't never met me before, dude. He said, well, six months from now, you're going to be passing. He said, what an anointing. I ain't even applied. Like I told uh, Bishop Hunter the other week, I said, I said, uh, um, I looked at him like he was a false prophet. But I ain't saying that. <laughs> I ain't saying that because Jake's big, you know what I'm saying? In my mind, I was thinking it, though. You know what I'm saying? Right. Look, look, look. But he had a big entourage, too, man. I was like, whatever. Mm. Six months to the date. Told me that jump, like, March 4th, or March 5th. I think it was March 4th, 2011. I ended up at September the 4th, 2011. You really didn't want to do it. I didn't. Six months later, came But look right. at God. Look at God. He literally is giving you the city. I look at all the the you the things that you did just with the bringing the police and the firemen together, and then I said I didn't know he had political aspirations, because to I me guess. I always wanted you to to be the, the preacher and to go out to look the revival, doing the three night revival. Because you you're right? young and you yeah. had all that energy, and then you come from such good stock. But God just had another plan for for this region, right. and so you had to surrender. Man, it was crazy because one time I was about to leave. <laughs> I was about to leave. I, talk, I was talking to you. I was talking yeah. to you. I kind of said, man, I got to go, man. I was so tired, man. And I was going to go back to being a principal. <laughs> Done with it. Was like going to come back for an assistant principal. Decatur City School, my dude, was assistant, assistant superintendent. He was going to get me a school in Decatur City School. And then the cab also was looking at me to be over at Arabia Mount. Something that's like where that. I, I was about to at. go. I was about to leave. All right. Thank you, Brother Stamp. Love you, Dick. Hey, see, that's one of my shady members. He just ate and left. No, I'm just playing. I'm just messing with you. I'm just messing with you. I'm just messing with you. I'm just messing okay. with you. Hey, you, you, you got something for you too, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. All right, all right, brother Stamp. <laughs> I remember you oh. looking at that building. I said, ain't no way God ain't going to bless this man with this building. With all of it. Because it was such demand. Man. The members were we, coming. Dude, I called him, though. And he said, man, you finna go away. He said, you know. And I felt like, you know how you call people and you think they're going to give you the answer you want? So I called him. I know he's going to say, go home. Yeah. The dog said, man, you know, you can be in an oasis in the middle of the desert. He's like, you got an oasis over there. A lot of people don't have what you have. You are an oasis in the middle of a dry place. Yep. So you ain't, you can't leave. I was so mad at him, man. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then, like, what, two years later? Cause that was about, no, nah, it, was, it was a few years later. About Then I, I still Three. stayed mad. No, I'm talking about then after that, you told me that about four years ago, then Dewey came, year 10, mm -hmm. and preached about let the bush talk. Woo! You saw that one? I saw oh, that Dude, I was getting texts from everybody. That was a the message man, for this Oh, house. my God, dude. That was a message. When he said that, man, I was getting let messages from talk. all the city leaders Woo! and pastors saying, see, I told you you weren't supposed to leave. And I said, I ended up being like, man, I was ready to go, man. He, that was a tailor-made message. You needed to hear that. Man. It confirmed everything. And what was so wild was, if he would have preached that at 11 and not 8, mm -hmm. I might not have received it. Because his 11 o'clock sermon was really helping me correct the church and take it to another level. Okay. If I would have heard that at 8 o'clock, I would be like, yeah, you're right. I wouldn't even heard it at 8. <laughs> but at, at 8, dude, dude. It's like God knew. And he was like, man, should I preach that? I don't know. I said, dude, you, you got me, man. I, I, my, my phone was full of messages from people from the city saying, I told you you weren't supposed to leave. And I'm like, so many people ain't really told me that. They might have thought they told me. But at least I knew what I was what thinking. You, you know what I'm saying? At least I knew what they were thinking, He man. was going to close all them doors. Dude, I know. I already kissed that midnight train to George. I'm like, Gladys, I'm coming, baby. I'm coming for you, baby. I'm coming home. They would have been glad to see you. And you know, 
it, it, I was kind of salty interviewing Jamal, Dr. Bryant, because mm-hmm. he was talking about, you know, he, he they, you know, I, he ain't talked about this in the interview, and I don't know if he want people to know this, but he don't care. I don't think he cares. I'm going to put it out there. They, you <laughs> know they own Arizona's. They the own Arizona. Man, that was my favorite restaurant right down the street from my house. His daughters right? are doing it. Owning the Arizona's, man. And the Joker, you know, he got the mall, the black mall next which, to the mall. Which is crazy. Dude, dude, I'm like, God, you sent me away. You got me out. Boy, I was mad at God. I was, that was interviewing own? him, but I had to keep a straight face. I was straight Because you came from that camp. I came right there. I was just live right there. But he had something so, so much different oh, for you to Jesus. do, though. It was like, no, nah, he had something different for you to do. Man, I was, I was highly irritated. You have to do I kept my I kept my, 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 my professional bring the smoke face on <laughs> as I interviewed Dr. Jamal Bryant. I mean, I'm definitely not hating on him because, I mean, I'm definitely happy he's successful. Yeah. I'm with him. But I was pretty much irritated with the Lord. <laughs> like, God, uh, you made me leave. How you said somebody, he from Baltimore, I could just say to Baltimore. I could just say in the A. But anyway, I digress. Yeah. I'm happy. You got to bloom where you plant it. And the bush, spoke. the bush Clearly, spoke. The bush spoke. God is favoring you, though, man. So Let me tell you what's so wild is, what, even with the losing the campaign thing, I met this guy while I was campaigning. And the funny thing about it is I needed an HVAC system. So God told me to build this commercial kitchen. We're going to start building it in April. I don't know when it's going to air, but in April, we're going to start building it. What? And yeah, because we take care of the homeless, so we're going to start building it. So I've been putting it off for a minute, but God said we definitely going to start building it. Then all of a sudden, one of the HVAC systems went out. So I had to feed it with immediately because we got people on that side of the building. That junk was going to be 30 thousand dollars. I'm like, God, you told me to build this daggone commercial kitchen. Now I can't not take care of the AC and the HVAC and the heat because I got people in the building. I'm like a slumlord. We can't, we can't take their money. Oh. And dude, dude calls me. I met him on the campaign trail. The dude ended up calling me right when I said that prayer to God while I'm riding. The dude comes to me and says, he calls me and says, hey, I believe God is putting on my heart to give you an HVAC system. I just took off one of these other buildings. Mm. It's only a year old. It's still under warranty. Would you take that if I gave it to you? Would I? Man, <laughs> you I, hate this, hey, I don't know if we're going to put this on regular TV, but you know how we say it. He white, I'm going to say my, my Negro. <laughs> hey, man, I'm going to say my Negro. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Look, I'm going to talk to a white man. I'm <laughs> <laughs> and he still wouldn't have got no pants. That, right. I'm about to say, I said, my Negro. <laughs> but the other one. He's so ATM. The, the politically uncorrect. So look, man. So so the the the, the HVAC system costs 30000 He only charged us to put it up. You know that's favor. Dude, the race I ran, I lost. I would have got paid $24,000 a year. But I just made $6,000 more dollars mm-hmm. in one day See? just because I campaigned. My church was blessed, even though I lost. Your steps are order of the Lord. Absolutely. If you do what he tell you to do, 
even if it looked like a loss, yeah. it's a victory. Because I'm an introvert. People know I ain't want to go out there knocking on right. doors. You can ask Justin. He was out right. there with me looking at me like, I ain't knocking these doors. <laughs> <your camera." laughs> I just you got the right. camera. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, look. We was out there one day knocking on doors. The dude said, get the F on my pussy. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. just left me. I look back. This is who gone. You just a gun. Oh, man. I, just, I, just, I turned around with nobody there. He said, I'm going to cover you, but you're on your own. And then you meet me with my mouth. I said, so you ain't going to vote for me? Okay, <laughs> you you said, you know what I'm saying? What could I do? So after that, I was bold because I'm like, it can't get no worse than this unless I get shot. He's still talking. I'll be running. He said, I said, get the elbow, boy, boy. He said the whole word. It's just, you know, it's PG-13, so. Oh yeah, my God! Crazy, dude, man, <laughs> I turned around. Justin was gone. You don't want that boat. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> but seriously though, man, it really stressed me though. Yeah, it stressed me a lot because I'm an introvert. Now they can tell you, man, I rush to the outside mm. and shake everybody's hand when they leave. And I ain't do that all the time. Right. Because first of all, I, I, I had church that. trauma. You know, all people shooting at me. I'm like, I don't want to say that. Hand. You know. I knew that was Palm Sunday. A lot of mm-hmm. people you know, know saying, hey, 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 but they trying to crucify me the next day, you know? <laughs> hey, Hosanna, Hosanna, pow. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we God. love you, Pastor, pow. You know what I'm saying? Listen. But look, man, Keep but it made, yeah, it made me a better pastor because now I talk more, I converse. So now instead of me, it's like, oh, Lord, let me go up here. I got to get myself together. And they talk. I just listen to them. They don't care. They just want to talk. I listen to them. You know, I don't talk to them before sermon. I still ain't gonna talk to you right. before the sermon. But after the sermon, yeah, you shouldn't. I, I listen. Then I go on upstairs. So you go stand in the back, yep. like the old preachers, just like the old shake. school preachers. Yeah, that's how you, you know? win them now. But I be like sanitizer, uh huh, mask. Yeah, yep. Don't need no COVID. I'm Crazy. so proud to Man. see God still sustaining you, still favoring you, still blessing you. You still got your energy. It don't seem like you, because you went through some weary years. Oh, man, dude. God of our, what dude. is it, silent yeah, tears and weary years. But these was Negro. These weren't yeah. white people, so I had the Negro spirit for my people. <laughs> I get to rewrite yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Lazy, you wrote it for the white man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got one for the Negro. Got through all That's Sam that. Cook, though. That's Sam Cook. I yes. was born. By the river. By the river. But now to see that building and all that stuff going up. I saw a bus. What is the, what? what uh, I saw a couple of us. They ain't our bus, man. But you know, God gives you houses that you didn't build. That's Come a boys, on now. That's a boys and girls club. But in fact, the I reason why that. I got the AC, the HVAC unit for free, not only did I campaign, we partnered with the boys and girls club, so we let them use our building. And he on the board, and he liked, the, he loved the boys and girls club. So he said, if you take care of the boys and girls club, I'm going to definitely put this on your building for free. We, well, we just had to pay to put it up. Yeah. But we got a $30,000 unit. Man. That was God, Doc. Jesus. Oh, God. He give you housing and bills. And that favor is better than money. It I mean, is. Don't come with it, but the I'm money going to come. And then he called you while it was on your mind. Dude, he you called me. Bad. I was right because I couldn't drive at the time because my knee was still really messed up from after the surgery. Mm-hmm. And I'm riding around, and I'm in the car with Perez, and I'm like, man, I'm, I'm gonna going in with God like he ain't even in the car. I'm like, oh, yeah, man. <laughs> And when that joker called me, I was like, what? He looked at me and said, what? And it was like, I almost wanted him to shut up so I could tell everybody what happened. He telling me, I'm on the phone with the dude giving me the news. I'm getting tired that he talking to me so long because I want to go tell somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to tell for red, but dude, it won't be quiet. I was like, man, it was, man, it was just crazy. You, man. man, God blessed. has blessed. And see, that's the whole thing, man. The reason why God prospers you 
is because I get happy for what he get happy for. Mm -hmm. Now, some people would say, well, you ain't get $30,000. They ain't give you no $30,000 AC with your church. It doesn't matter. It go to my church, it blesses me because that's what God has me do. Exactly. Seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And see, sometimes when God blesses you, it might not even be directly for you. Maybe for your child. That's good. Maybe for your mama. Maybe for your cousin. Maybe somebody connected to you. You know what I'm saying? It may not even be money. It may be your health. Exactly. Man, I ain't been sick since 2020 of December when I had COVID. I ain't Amen. been sick. I ain't even sneezed since. That's the real right? bag. Your health I'm, I'm Spider-Man now, dude. I'm a superhero. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever strand hey, of COVID you know, I got, I can't get sick no more. <laughs> oh my God, I remember that. Yeah, I do. You yeah, because you, yeah, you, we did everything. Dude, you you sitting in a live recording for me. Virtual. I went in. They left the camera on. I went in there and preached by myself and left, and they pulled all the stuff together. And the thing was, I was there, okay, what, what should I wear? What should I wear? So people asked me that I was going, but I had already recorded it. So people was outside was of the New church. Year's. Yeah, people outside the church like, man, where you at, man? We saw you come up here. I said, oh man, no, I was just, I was just like, you didn't want to tell them. But I, no, I already told them that it wasn't that it was only streaming. But I just got so into it, I didn't videotape myself <laughs> on Facebook as in what watch should I wear? They picked out my watch. Hey, hey, what jacket should I wear? This, this maroon one or this red one? So you know, New you Year's you Eve. couldn't go wrong with any of them because I ain't like that. Was that, New that. Year's Eve. Then yeah, then they picked out this, so they they was they felt like a part of it. I ain't even called Justin because I had COVID, so I'm, I'm filming myself. I put it out there. They were like, man, people were outside at the at the church waiting for the drive in. Because they thought I was actually there. I said, no, nah, man, they ain't there. I already filmed it. I told y'all <laughs> it was pre-recorded, but I had food. It was so much. I just got into it. I mean, all by myself. Because you had have been active all during the pandemic. Yeah, man, dude. Man. God, you got to put you on your back and make you rest. Dude, I probably had one of the best series sitting there. I had did. I was just doing sermons. I'm a, I ain't going to say that because I'm about to say something. How long was you down? About two weeks? 14. I stayed. They told me I didn't have to do 10, but I did 14 just in case. Yeah, you got through that. But man. you didn't miss a beat, though. You kept going. Man. Something had to slow you down. Yeah, it definitely, definitely slowed me down. Well, man, I'm just proud to call you friend, Doc. Man, appreciate you, God man. God you giving you this region, man. Let me tell you something, man. That's why this man, yeah, y'all need y'all to make sure y'all, especially y'all big churches that got more money than us. Y'all need to call <laughs> my dude. Because this dude here came for a whole year or two years, two years. and sang for me every second and fourth Sunday. Yeah. Dude, I can't tell you what I got paid or he might chop my arms off. <laughs> because the way he, the price he gave me was just the Lord talking to him. I know you had a good tax write-off, man. We need to oh, get yeah. you a tax write-off for him this year because we ain't never need you kind, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, what you need to do, yeah. Well, you didn't even do it when I think about no. it. We need to, yeah, you need to go on and write that off. This joke was, yeah, exactly. He, if you if you got to pay today, man, you need to write. We need to write you a letter because you definitely took care of us, man. And that was another thing that sparked the growth. And then that was when I transitioned. We transitioned from the old church yeah, to the to church the we had now. Yeah, I remember that. Man, that jump was crazy, man. Then he fought me to say I'm gonna come sing. I said, man, they ain't got nothing for that, man. I don't care, man. Give me, man. Joe said, give me what you got. Gave him what we had. I mean, I ain't, you know, I know he probably think I'm cheap, but that's all we had. <laughs> Dude, dude, God, it was no. at that time, it was a time when I was writing checks to you underwrite the payroll. 
I was writing texts to bring y'all in. But that's the difference between a contract and a covenant. Yeah. When you know it's your covenant brother and they doing something that you know you need to sow into and to sow into it, I mean, it could be your time, your talent, your gift. You just make it happen. Yeah. And God is the one who finances whatever. Man, let me tell you something. This dude here blessed us. You hear me? I ain't going to take people say, what you pay for you? I don't know. <laughs> I don't because I don't know what he gonna charge you. Cause he probably charge you what he need to charge you. <laughs> but he knew whatever season we was in yeah. that we needed help, and he came to help us, help our choir, mm-hmm. helped us uh, with. We the did a workshop. Yeah, the workshop. Brought Even brought music. Keith in. Keith yeah. helped, man. Yeah, man. It just man. It need, the house was growing, and when you see something that is really that fertile, and 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 birth is taking place, and and God is like up on it. You got to really stick and stay. And I think God gives you the grace to do it. And you bring resources. Because I'd come here and do something, and then my man over here, Courtney, would be like, you in town? I'm like, yeah, I'm getting ready. Come over. And you go, and you'd be like, they drop just out of the sky. You'd be like, you going to give me what? Yeah. See? But I mean, because I was connected yeah. to you. I think it was because I was connected yeah, to you. And I joke about it, but I'm telling you, being connected I, to you has some good benefits. Man, you know why? I'm gonna t- can I keep it 100? <laughs> I ain't calling no names, but when you come or I get a big screen, other people be like, "How I get that?" Oh! I ain't see it come back to me, and then they be like, "Yeah, they be like, how Maxwell get that, and we ain't got that." Mm-hmm. How he get people, and so they call you and they make sure they let you know they got more money than me. Right. But who cares? Who cares? You get blessed. They find hey, that. Hey, they get hey, 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 me. Thank you for paying for some of my debt. <laughs> They gonna help you out. Hey, they did. Yeah. So they be like, they made sure, you know, you know, people want to make sure that you know, hey man, I don't yeah. know why you're going to Maxwell. I got this. Yeah. But hey, you it know happened that? every time. Dude, I would be leaving I'm telling town you. to get a call. Dude, I'm telling you, man, it was crazy, man. Cause it be coming back to me, man. Like he'd be like, <laughs> how he get pew? But I don't never say what I paid. They don't know what I paid. Right. But I, know I paid the same thing they paid. Nothing. In fact, you know what? Whatever you paid, I, I think I doubled it. <laughs> so come better next time yeah, when my boy better. call you. Get your, get your game up. <laughs> Big bang, take little bang. <laughs> oh man, this is good. This, this is a word from our sponsors. What we're saying may not represent our sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> How are you gonna come off and go right into the camera? <laughs> Be by the way. Oh, by the way. This is good stuff, man. Yeah, man. But there ain't nowhere to go but up from here, Doc. Man, it's crazy, man. I mean, just the blessings of God, man. I mean, I got you up here, Cage coming, mm-hmm. Dr. Pointer, Dr. Millicent Hunter. She's a legend. E. Dewey Smith. Yeah. Jamal is Bishop McKissick and Jamal. Man, I'm like, dude. Won't he, won't he, won't he, won't he, won't he. I'm there playing to watch him walk Man, up won't the he, won't he, won't he, won't he? Hey, dude, we'll fly you Everybody in. deposits a good word in the house. I, it, I mean, this is, now, you know, I told you this last shit. I ain't just politicking. Your March flatness, it's like a major, major company. These household people that you're getting, if you go look anywhere else and Google them, this conference here is right on the same trajectory as the, the biggest one. And I ain't got to name them, but you're using the same lineup. Yeah. And we yeah. out there doing it, and I'm like, man. Maxwell really has faith. Man, what was so crazy? So the first year I did it, E. Dewey called me, Dr. Dewey. For y'all, people don't call him E. Dewey. Y'all know him. <laughs> Respect the man of God. So Dr. What e. Dewey Smith, he called me. And that's the year I had Bishop uh, Morton. Morton. Dewey. He reigned. I call that joker Magneto. 
He ain't gotta say nothing. He, man, Mr. Morgan just sat in the bed and go like this. He can say, open the floor, and they he just lay out. I'm like, now y'all have They just start passing out. I'm like, I, he I don't say get Whatever. Whatever you're doing. And they stay. They stay. Like when the service man. is over, they, they still like, in 30 there. minutes. I'm man, like, some Kojic dude brought two charter buses. So let me tell you something. I, that's why I love Bishop. Bishop make sure. I'm, I, I don't know if we're going to make this or not. So I said, man, Jamal had it packed out in here. You know, I, 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 I wasn't even, 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 even trying to go at him, though. I guess he's not coming here. So then, so then, oh, yeah. so then he said, he, I guess, he ain't going to be out there. Hey, man, now. what's my dude name? Oh, my God, man. Spurlock, man. Yes, yes, Spurlock, yes, yes. Man, Spurlock comments said, man of God. Why did you tell Bishop that it packed the house out? Now you done, you done upset the bishop. I'm like, real? <laughs> no, nah, not for real, but he done called the people on the week. You, you better get ready for the overflow. Man, we had to get the overflow together because this joke had, had two charter buses. Like, Negro, I'm the bishop. He got the following now. And first of all, poor gospel, that's 40-something 40, 40 thousand people. Man, dude. And the crazy thing about it, I should have brought my book in. When I was, so he told me, and I and praying for him because you know his brother died. Yeah, that he wanted me to go on tour because he wrote the forward to my leadership book. I didn't know that. Yeah, he wrote the forward, man. And he, I mean, he loved the book. He said, "Man, we got to go on. T- put you on tour for this." So you know, I was, I was running last year, so I ain't really bothering him that much. So he came up here, you know, after I had lost too. It's crazy, man. Just salt in the wound, dude. Wow. So I'm riding with him. You know, he he ain't gonna say nothing like we talk, but he mm-hmm. real calm. But he gonna still say the words. Yeah. Though. He said, yeah, man. He said, you know, I tried to get you on tour and everything. He said, yeah, I was running. He said, yeah, I know. You were running for a local election. I'm trying to make you worldwide. <laughs> Dude! I'm trying to make you Translation, Negro, I'm Bishop oh. Paul Moore. And then you going for a local election instead of going to this movie. Dude! Hard he, to be big, but Lil got you. Dude, he got me, dude. He said, Lil got you. Dude, he got me. He said, look, man, he said, you worry about a local election, I'm it, trying to make you worldwide. But he means it, though. He oh, said no. It. Yeah. I know. He said it. Yeah. If he's so, saying that, he So, look, after I'm going to give him, you know, I'm definitely make sure you go through the green process. And I couldn't fly for a minute anyway because I had hurt my knee. You couldn't? It was that serious? Man, oh, yeah. But I had surgery, man. I had tore my whole patella tendon, man. Oh, I, I'm glad I didn't know what a patella tendon was to after the surgery. I don't know. I'm like, that. that's my whole knee. The whole So, pretty much. Yeah, that means when you're patella tender, that means that's what holds your your um, thigh me. and your shin together. So basically, my shin and my thigh weren't even connected. How you do that? Man, playing basketball, trying to be Kobe. Oh, no, sir. Them young kids are well out, dog. Mm-mm. I was killing them, though. <laughs> So much for that? Yeah, so much I for that. I wonder how you did I'm a, retired, man. I'm playing golf, man. I'm over here at the James River Country Club. That's where the conversation happened. I think happened. I'll play golf. Exactly. I think I'll just do that. I'm yeah. done. Yes. That's where the money comes. Yes, yes. Let me go make some more right, friends. Yes, sir. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> Let me go hang with Paul and George. Play golf. The major negotiations happen yes. on the golf course, I heard. Sorry, Sherrod. I have to go hang with Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I can no longer hang and play basketball in the hood anymore. Uh-oh. I'm done. Go where the I'm money done. is, real. I'm done, dude. I got to sell a house, man. You know what I'm saying? That part. <laughs> yeah, you don't man. even be trying to sell yeah. houses. Huh? Seems like you don't even be trying to sell man, a house. that junk just happened, man. When God told me I couldn't sell houses, he wouldn't let me sell houses for like, Eight years, man. God told me because he didn't want me 
He wanted me to concentrate on pastoring. I was mad. Dude, I would bleed on my congregation fussing about it. Now, this God blessing, he the one blessed me with it, but I was still mad at God because I was used to that money. Yeah. But he said, leave it alone, so I left it alone, right? Dude, when he told me to open up my company again. The floodgates. He told me to open it in the middle of a pandemic. Everybody was laughing at me. Then he told me to post it. Dude, you telling me to post it in the pandemic. We got that's when the pandemic was the pandemic. You got on gloves. We had on them little shoes. But you was closing them, them little, houses. Then look, on the, we had they, even one of them had us they put the little I'm like, we ain't cooking. Like one of the houses had a little hat on there, man. His scalp could have had something. So we walking in there and I and people just laughing at me. Dude, that was the 2020, 2021 was the biggest real estate boom I've ever seen in the history. Every week of you real was closing. Estate. I was all like, the time. Maxwell got some Over in the pandemic. Time. Who would have thought? But see, that's why God said the foolish here use the foolishness of man to come find the wise. Dude, it didn't make no sense. Everybody called me stupid, even me. But, but God you. told me to do it. <laughs> Every week was closed. Yeah, boom, boom, boom. Wasn't even trying to listen to how they had to put it on the market, but just put the sign out there just so I had my footprint. Dude, I was selling how if I even put it on the market. And then what I loved about it, it was it was flowing down through the congregation. When I when Donna told me that she was investing too, yep, man, I, I said, had to invest following after your pastor, dude. That wealth. I only want to tell you, man. I probably I tied. I put in probably more money than I made when I was a principal. I probably tied it pretty much. Maybe eight, ten dollars less than what I made wow. a year. That's saying last like year. That. God put it now. Let me know. I ain't got tired most of my thing. Seventy, fifty-six thousand mm-hmm. dollars I put in the church. Wow. That was pretty much. Right, man, I'm just saying. Wow. Dude, because God gonna make sure you. That's what I'm saying, man. It ain't your money, man. Right. And so when God talk about Who's overflow. Steward? You don't give like I give some of y'all that be trying to come troll on my page. Right. And the funny thing about it, they try to talk to me about science. Dude, I taught science. I was a science teacher and a special ed teacher. I did both. You know what I'm saying? You, you talk to a dude with a doctor degree. Right. But how Paul said, Paul was the most educated apostle. But he said, I still know a more excellent way. Mm-hmm. Even though I have a doctor degree in education, I still know that the Holy Ghost still rules. Come on, Doc. Come and my on. degree means absolutely nothing to God. He just wanted me to be educated so I could have uh, respect of men and women absolutely. in the marketplace. Absolutely. He don't need my degree. The Holy Ghost don't need my degree. Come on. But some of them Wisdom. come at me as if they highly educated, and you're no. not. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So my thing is, I'm not trying to sound arrogant, but what I am saying is, God bless me with absolutely. the ability. I, I have a doctor degree. Absolutely. I wrote a book on leadership. Yep. So when you come at me telling me how science, come on, and you can't even spell it right. Uh, Sometimes you got to slide <laughs> your, them your credentials all over that right. and verb don't even agree. <laughs> <laughs> you writing on my wall. But but I learned how to just not even reply sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, why would I even reply? Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Not to run on sentence. My okay. seed is for, I, my job is to throw the seed. Some of them fall on good ground. Some of them fall on shallow ground. Yeah. Some of them fall on thor- thorny ground. And when I throw the seed out there, if you receive it, God going to bless you. If you don't, If that's you have a you. year to hear, you're going right. to hear. But the ones who are committed to not, it's like, why? Right. Some will. My, my mama used to say this, and I never got it until I got older. My mom would say, some will, some won't, some do, some don't. <laughs> I ain't for everybody. Right. I was like, I'm here, some do, some do, some do. So I can throw it out here, 
you may not be the one to catch it. So basically, if you don't agree, I ain't talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> Period. If you don't agree, I ain't talking to you. Period. Get off my page. <laughs> right. Get off my podcast. Right. Leave the YouTube alone. Unfollow me. Right. I please unfollow. I'll be like, unfollow as soon as you constantly Oh my can. God, man. I'm, I'm on my page exercising my constitutional right of expression, and you want to chime in. You're not welcome. Right. My thing is, if when people ask a like one guy, man, he asked a question, I could tell he wasn't attacking me. He was hurt. Like, why do you serve a God that killed people that you love? Wow. And come to find out his wife had some type of disease or something. And I was trying to figure out if it was cancer. I was going to try to send him to yeah. the proton therapy. But then I talked to him. And then some dude who got some super Christian name on him just started attacking dude. You reap what you sow. Your wife's sick because of your attitude. I said, hey, brother, we need to Wow. He said, man, whatever, man. You ain't got no nuts. Oh, like talking to me now. He don't understand. I'm I'm a rehabilitated Christian. Yeah. So I, I you know, I, I sent a message back. I said, you know, brother, look, you need to be praying for him and not doing this. He kept coming at me. I was just like, you know, you can come see me when you want to. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? But at you the know end where of the day, man. right. But I had to calm myself down and just say, hey, man, I'm praying for you, because he was like, I'm supposed to be attacking this dude. And and one thing that Gandhi said that was so profound, he said it'd be more Christians if it wasn't for the Christians. <laughs> now that is heavy right there. Dude, we'd be more Christians if it, wasn't for, if it wasn't for the Christians. That's profound. Uh, basically, he's saying we don't do what Jesus say, do. Mm-hmm. We judge people. We don't sit up there and try to meet them in love and meet them right. at the level that they own. Wow. We just attack them. And, and even and, with love and kindness, trying to draw them. You, even with that, you have to still teach it. You still have to do it with grace and with love. And if it ain't seasoned with that, people can sense that, and they shut down immediately. immediately. You could be profound, giving a profound truth, but when it's not done in love, I think they still they they still don't get it. They still don't follow. No, because if you don't love, man, that's what he said, man. Yeah. I mean, it says in, in 1 Corinthians thirteen, you can speak with the tongues of an angel, but have not love. You only resounding gong or clanging cymbal. Can't hear you. You still not. You can throw yourself through. in the fire and risk your life. But without love, it means absolutely nothing. The greatest. Right. So if you helping me just so you can make yourself look good, you ain't, ain't nobody feeling it. Right. You're doing it just for attention. You Who cares? Right. Man, it's crazy. So yo, you say you got another book, though? I got another book coming out, man. I'm, I'm doing really about just getting back to prayer and talking to God and really getting the mind of God before you go out here and sing. And I, it's, it's really the premise. Yolanda Adams did a song years ago said, before I tell them, Lord, please tell me. Reverend. And she was like, if you haven't had any type of dialogue with God about his people and you're going to go con- convey a message on his behalf, what is it that you're going to release off the people? You haven't had conversation. No, and because of God's oversight, he's given you insight concerning what the, con- the waiting congregation even needs to hear. So I'm making them go get on your face, get your ear attuned to God, and really just see what he's saying in this hour, you know what I'm saying? Instead of just getting up, concertizing people, using your gift, are you really making a deposit? Are wow. you really being impactful? And people who really want cutting-edge ministry, they are going crazy over this book. <laughs> on my first uh, time on my Zoom, I had 170-something worship leaders came in there. I said, we just, we going back to the basics. And it's from a worshiper's perspective. I said, you got to be careful talking about a, a, a worshiper, somebody who's in God's face that much. Look, they'll read your mail. So I'm like, let's get back to the the reverence and the respect for the holy things of God. And I think we'll then see really God manifest himself like crazy in these services. We won't just have church as usual when you really get the intercessors. And this last thing I say, even in the pandemic, 
uh, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and say, when the church gets on its knees, it'll get back on its feet. Reverend. It's going to take prayer to get us back. Reverend. It's so, man, if the church get on its knees, <clears throat> it'll get back on its it'll feet. It'll get back on its feet. Reverend. If my people. It, who are called by my name. If you don't prophesy to them for a win, some things are just not going to manifest in man, your life. Well, how does this look, man? So we, now we, we, we got a pastor in the pulpit, but we also got a pastor in the streets. We got to sing in the pulpit. We also got to sing in the streets. So how, <clears throat> how does that look, man? How do we be responsible? So let me tell you something. That's crazy. I was at this gym, and I saw this overweight trainer. Wow. Right. And I'm like, how in the world <laughs> are you going to help me <laughs> when you weigh more than me, right? I'm sitting like that. And God convicted me. And God said, but how can how do you look Ooh. if you preach it in the pulpit, but your life don't match it in the streets? Oh, I shut up because I know I ain't perfect. I was like, okay, I might use a fat trainer. Maybe not today, <laughs> but maybe tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm saying is, is how much are we suffering yeah. when we don't match? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I know I ain't right. I'm just keeping 100. So I'm trying to get better. We all fall short of the glory of God, man. So risking me being shot down, the trolls come out this time, I can't even get mad. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it takes me back to the scripture that says that we have to condescend to men of lower estate. And what it's saying is you have to become all things to all men that you can win them. Sometimes, uh, if y'all watched Leandria on this show, Leandria's assignment was to minister to the prostitutes. So what she did is she got a cigarette. Did y'all see this when she was on that show? She got a cigarette and she was walking down the um, uh, what's the park in Atlanta where people do a lot of crazy Piedmont Park. Piedmont Park. And that's where she went. Get out of here. And these women, it may have been like 20 some, maybe 30 some women, she was sitting there smoking and she was saying, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son to whoso and I mean they just start crowding around her and I was like looking at the t- I said, what in the heck are you doing? She said, I'm I'm trying to become all things to all men that I can win them. But she said, what drew them was the cigarette. And then she was even smoking weed. And see, but she led 26 people to Christ in 10 minutes. The next thing you need to do is a comedy uh, thing. Just come out here and just talk trash. Man, do comedy. Dude, it's so crazy, man. Man, I went to the Amen. Man, I had a comedy what show. What is that? Atlanta. The a. Oh, okay. Atlanta. I mean, where you come from? You in Tennessee now? Where you I'm at? in Houston. I've been You're there 12 years. Man, look at this, man. I did a comedy show in Atlanta, man. Dude, it was so crazy. It's funny how God can use obstacles. Yeah. If you just laugh at them. Dude kept messing up the sign. Man, he kept messing my music up. So I started getting You really was doing the comedy show? Yeah, I did one in Atlanta. <laughs> so I was, was getting so it was uh last year, March. What in the world made you go do a comedy Last show? Year, right? I always do comedy. I mean, I, I skip them a lot because I was doing comedy. That's how I met Edu with doing comedy. I don't know. You remember, you know, when Dale Brunner do the Fourth of July stuff under the side? Under the Brunner brothers. I used, to, I used to do comedy over there. I had no idea. Yeah, I did comedy for them, man. I be joking when I say it. Okay. Yeah, I done, man, I done stuff at the Funny Bone. I done stuff at the Punchline. But that one, you didn't, you didn't like it. No, I mean, I like I mean, it's day in my call. Okay. You know. But God had to take it and clean it up first anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, it's crazy though, man, because I used to um, um, go to, I was doing comedy all the time, man. My mama was keeping comedy calls from me. I didn't even know it because she was scared I was going to drop out of school. 
as old man people too fast. Man, I was so irritated when I found out. I didn't know that's how I was grown, man. Well, like, like I once I could have opened up, uh, could have been on the stage with D.L. Hewley, man, back in the day. Thank God, because you would have been preaching now. I mean, I still could have preached. <laughs> Who knows? Stop trying to control my death. <laughs> you stop doing it all. I don't know if we're going to edit this or not. It might make it, but anyway. But no, seriously though, man, it was, um, I did one in Atlanta, man. The dude kept messing up the staggone music. So I started tripping on the D. I was going to say, make, a, make like, a joke so, out of it. I'm like, what is this? A flipping, uh, what I said, <laughs> a comedy, comedy, comedy survival. Like, this nigga got me jumping over hoop, man. I was tripping, man. And it was crazy. So Dr. Durley, man, I don't know if you know him, but Dr. Durley is a, Advisor to uh, Obama used okay. to be the, pre- the the pastor of Providence, and his son was one of my best friends who died last year of um, cancer. In fact, he I died remember. of cancer. His, his son's wife died of cancer the year before. His mama died, and that man it was crazy. So within yeah. two years, Dr. Durley buried his his in two and a half years he buried his brother-in-law, his wife, his. Good daughter-in-law Lord. and his son buried all four of them. Something right? happened during March Gladness. Right. The brother. Right. Right, exactly. Yeah. So then I come, I go do comedy. He came just because it was me. And he didn't even agree with Christian comedy. I ain't even know that. He just came because it was me. And he said, man, the way you you sit up there and orchestrated that, and even though it was messed up, you did it. Oh, my God. Man, you. he said, man, I, I, I was feeling bad. I just feel good. Like, like you healed me mm. with laughter. Right? You took lemons and made It was that. crazy, man, but he was just talking about how you took that whole moment and just twisted it around. He said, that's just life right there in front mm-hmm. of me. Wow. Man, so I'm just like, man, it's crazy. You don't never know what, what difference you're making. And the thing about it is, when you got a relationship with people, sometimes when you do stuff, you don't know that you touch them. I ain't know he ain't like Christian company. He just came because I invited him. Wow. He just came because he coming to see Will and Maxwell. He ain't coming to see the comedian. Mm-hmm. He coming to support me, even though he didn't agree with what I was doing. Right. And change his whole mind. He got something out Like, we that. too serious. Yeah. Crazy, man. When the, when the funeral came, instead of him doing a uh, 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 clothing song, this joker came and played uh, uh, Uncle Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> the story. This is your, the, the Ricky Smiley singer. Nah. When the boy said, this is about, your granddaddy. No, no, not him, oh. man. The daggone. Dana Dane, not Dana Dane, man. Who is Slick Rick, man? Story, story that? time. Once upon a time, not long ago, where people were living uh, and live life slow. Who is that this person? Man, who was young. man, Slick Rick, Negro. You know what I'm saying. Slick Rick, <laughs> nigga, shut up, man. Slick you Rick. You know what I'm saying. man? Dougie Fresh. Dougie Fresh is Slick Rick. No, no, Dougie, just a little bit. Man. But you, we couldn't, we could, we wouldn't Once upon a time not long ago where See, people, people are behaving and live like slow, <laughs> there was a younger boy who was misled by another little boy. Here's what he said. Me and you got to make game. some cash. Nigga, <laughs> <laughs> you ain't that old. <laughs> hey, you know, he's gonna try to like he's saying. I'm sanctified, You ain't sanctified. You see a film, but right? I'm sanctified. I don't know about this. Anyway, this nigga try to act. He gonna be like, I knew what you were talking about. When you leave. <laughs> <laughs> leave the show, I knew what you were talking about. I didn't want him to know I knew that song. But you know who has a gift for being silly? Vicky, Vicky Winans got up at her mama's funeral. And no. we had had all this shouting and all and She said, uh, I'm going to close out, y'all. I'm going to close out. But I don't want to close out with nothing sad. You can feel this. 
And she said, I'm gonna tell you about our grand, uh, our grandmama who just died. It was her mama's mama just died three months. She said that she had Alzheimer's. So y'all, I'm gonna say something, but it may be offensive. She said, so she had Alzheimer's. So it's Easter Sunday. And Price of Wine is up there closing out. He died. Oh, he died, he died. She said, my mama said, Vicky, who, who is that, the reverend up there talking about that died? And she said, Grandmama, he's talking about Jesus. You know, yeah. he went in the ground, you know, on, on the third day, he got up with all power. She said, Jesus? She said, yeah. She said, Lord, I didn't know that boy was sick. <laughs> <laughs> she said, Everybody's standing, please, hey. freaking ready to go. That was the best. But when man, I say crazy, we went man. out on oh like, my God. Vicky, did you really end this film? Man. We cried laughing. You know, it was sick. She said, everybody's been serious and shouting. Oh, my God. Grandmama, they said, if you don't forget who Jesus is, it's time for you to go meet him again. Oh, wow. And that was the end of the funeral. That's how we went out. Oh, I'm like, my on God. And then they, dun, 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 dun. I mean, they, they parted out. I never seen a funeral end. She said, because my grandmama was a jokester. And she was like, she liked comedy. So for us to sit here and think we're going to shout and cry and dance all day, no, we're going out on comedy. Get and then at the repast, they had small fry. Get out of here. She came, she did. She did one out first shows, man. That's how you do it, Don. You it got was, to lighten the load. Man, what's so crazy is, man, when I first started doing that, church was calling me. A demon. The devil, man. Like I was some day going, uh, what you call him? A heathen. I was, I, it was a blasphemy. And now all the churches that would call me uh, a blasphemer, now they're doing the same thing we do. I ain't gonna lie, I'm petty too, because so they call some of the same people. You did a comedy thing for your New Year's one time. You yeah, had all I do, the, I do that every year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every year. Yeah, I've been doing, doing this since like 2012. Yes, sir. So we do that, and everybody would call me crazy, and they do it. MJ, we done wore you out today, ain't it? My call, MD, poor thing. Man, they call, look. <laughs> no, I'm good. He ain't got to sing, he ain't got to preach or sing or do nothing. I got to get out of here, I got sound check and What time? Oh man, we got to go. And then I got to get dressed. Oh Lord, All I right. need my clothes. Bring the smoke, we got to get my dude out of here. Sound check. Hey! <laughs> All right. Hey everybody, how you doing? This book is a book I believe everyone should buy. Not just because I wrote it, but because this book was birthed out of pain. And you learn so much during those painful moments. This is called Leadership Growth, The Power and the Pain. You can't have the power unless you've been through the pain. Bishop Morton wrote the foreword. It's been endorsed as well by our former governor, uh, Terry McAuliffe, and by our Newport News Sheriff. Sheriff Gabriel Morgan, I promise you this book will bless you. Please get it, not just for me, but to bless you. Go to willamaxwell.org or click on the links below and I promise you this book will bless you. If you don't just buy it for yourself, buy it for someone else. It's a short read, but it's a powerful read. I've been getting testimonies all across the country and I promise you it will bless your life.